It's the Koshcast. We know you have a choice, so thank you for flying with us. We start in the MLS playoffs as Toronto FC progress and Josie Altador is forced to take the Bulls by the horns. Then it's the Premier League, where United can't find the passing lane, decide to take Route 1 and end up falling off the bridge. At the Etihad, Arsene finds that putting Lecoq in the back doesn't stop the leaking and Liverpool's smashing of West Ham proves too much for Golden Sullivan who finally scratched that village. Elsewhere, there's news from Serie A where a free kick from Benevento proves only a memento as they can't prevent Juvento from going ahead. So Napoli's lead is cut to a point. And Spain, where Barcelona win with two goals from Alcacer. It's true, I swear. Get stuck in. Hello and welcome to the Koshcast on underthekoshblog.com and at under underscore the Kosh on Twitter. My name is Alex. Mohanad is here. Hello, everyone. Bernie is here. Hello, everyone. And Rache is here. Hey. It is a full house. I tried For- to create a circle of hello, everyone's. Yes. And he didn't get the memo. You can't say the same thing three times in a row. That's we could, that was literally the point. Though. What I was going for. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Um, guys, how are we doing? Good. Yeah. We, uh, well, three of us yeah. watched the TFC game, except yes. Bernie. Live. Yeah, live. It live was... and in the rain. By the way, on that point, so at work today, someone, we had a morning call and this guy said, so, so people said, oh, what do you do on the weekend? This guy went, I went to the TFC game and it was shit and wow. I can't believe what? it. And I got so offended. <laughs> that is harsh. Like, and then he yeah. said, oh, and the Leafs suck. I was like, oh, if you're going to talk about TFC and then the Leafs, that just shows exactly who you are. Yeah, I think. You don't know football if you have to talk about the Leafs. If you're just after. going off the score, then fine. But it, it was far from a, a bad game. It was very entertaining, end-to-end. It was actually very nervy. Like, the whole crowd bonded over the ref, referee hate. And it yeah. just created that really good atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, the whole crowd going, ref, you suck. Yeah. Ref, you suck. Yeah, see, see I, I'm, I'm of two minds about that. Like, on the one hand, it's really emphatic and loud, and it kind of feels good. On the other hand, it's the most North American Oh, chart. I hate it. Yes. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. And that's what this guy said. He said, the ref sucked. I'm like, so... Doesn't that make for a good game? Like, the ref doing bad yeah. things makes usually for a good game. I mean, it was Monday morning. This guy could have had a bad weekend. He could be just, you know, be cranky. To, to be honest, he, I, he is sort of my boss, not really, so I don't want to talk about him anymore. <laughs> I was about to say, do you want to tell us where you work? But we'll leave it. We'll leave it. Uh, I wonder um, if he's a subscriber to the podcast. I really hope not. <laughs> just for context, what the game we're talking about, um, Toronto FC against New York Red Bulls, second leg of the first round of the playoffs, or actually the second round of the playoffs. Um, TFC 2-1 up from the first leg, mm-hmm. away. Just needed to not get beaten 2-0. Ended up losing 1-0, but that's fine. Well, yeah, I mean, it was, it was a very weird game. Uh, Greg Vanney, uh, TFC coach, he did say that this game was not about football and it was you know, very little about football, a lot about nonsense, yeah. something like that. Yeah. And th- that was true. I mean, Altidore got in, a, in an altercation in the middle of the first half or so towards the end. Um, you know, yellow cards to him and the other player. Yep. Um, and then... The teams came out, and I remember it was... So myself, Rache, and my brother were sitting in the same section, and my brother just kept saying, where's the Altador? And I literally said, yeah, that's weird. Maybe... I literally thought maybe he's still in so the bathroom. So you guys bathroom. didn't know no. about the sending off no. until... No. Until like three minutes in, because yeah. I was like, maybe he's at the bathroom still. Maybe he never got to come mm. out. Whatever. A substitution, fine. But then we counted the players, and it was only you know nine in the keeper, and we're like, that's weird. So whatever game kept going. And he never showed up. And then the announcer in the stadium said that both players got 
second yellows in the tunnel for fighting and pushing each other up against the wall. And so. Yeah, it was pretty, it, I mean, it sucked because, you know, at halftime they go off, there's 11 men, you don't think anything off it. And then, you know, you walk up, get a hot dog, come back to your seat, and all of a sudden it's 10 on 10, and you have no idea what's It happening. was really weird, like, there was just, there's way more space on the field. Yeah, yeah the second half. Wait, 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 how, how was the hot dog? It was okay, actually. Yeah? It wasn't, it what, wasn't like bad. What, like $15? <laughs> I won't talk about the price. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you know what? I'll well just eat the cash. <laughs> yes. But um, but I want to just comment a bit on Altidore's, you know, his his performance because I think he was doing just fine it was, until it was very important, very focal point like absolutely as he has been all season, and yeah. he he will be in the playoffs. Unfortunately, he's now banned for the next game mm-hmm. at a minimum. But it was his U.S. teammate Sasha Kleistein. So this is more mysterious, like you know why he was going up against his teammate. Altador has that streak in him. For a striker, his disciplinary record is unacceptable. I, I think I think you have to look at it in the so watching it from on TV. Stephen Caldwell, KJ, they were kind of going off on him. You're a mature player. Same thing with Kleistein. You know you shouldn't be doing these things. Yeah. And I agree. I agree that he shouldn't be doing these things. I mean, if you look at the first altercation, he was standing up for Jovinko, yes. although Jovinko was the one who committed assault in the first place. <laughs> but whatever, I get that. But he was over aggressive. Then yeah. Kleisen pushes him, and then he pretty much dives to the ground. Yeah, he did. Yeah. You know, which gets other guys upset. But the whole thing took a different context because Greg Vanny's story is um, that he was that. What's his name? Altador was ambushed by members of the Red Bulls, and right. Altador um, says the same thing. But then he says, "Kleisen soon found out not to do that to me." Right. Ever. right. So he well, admitted that there was, you know, a yeah. physical. But the, the, the also the context is the way the tunnel is. Actually, you get into the tunnel, then it goes one way and the other. So you actually, in order for that to happen, the Red Bulls had to go into the TFC and side. Wait, of, yeah, it's not yeah, an open yeah. tunnel, so they had to have done that on purpose. Well, even the managers apparently got in a got in a heated argument almost. I mean, almost physical fighting between both of them. And, you know, the rumors are they had to be separated by, you know, the security Have you seen the video? police. Yeah. yeah. yeah so, it it, you know, it's great for, you know, for the atmosphere, for playoffs, for, you know, just in general. But it's it's a shame well, that... Well, it's, it's great if you saw it live at the time or, you know, if you were aware. If you were like me and you got a hot dog at halftime, you didn't see any of that. And, right. and you didn't find out until yeah. it was the 50th minute. But if with all that Altador's been getting over the last couple of weeks, I'm not surprised that he boiled over. No, I It's agree. been a lot. He's had beer thrown at him. He's had... Um, people talking about his race, talking about his religion. You have to come out and make a statement about people making religious statements. I think it's a lot. It's been a lot for the guy, and I, in this case, I don't blame him for going over the edge. But in terms of the game itself, I agree with you, buddy. But in terms of the game itself, I thought that what Red Bulls were doing was—it was just a poor tactic. It was a poor tactic decision from from Jesse Marsh. I mean, they came out to ruffle TFC's feathers. Mm-hmm. They were two goals down. They needed to score twice, and. They just didn't attack. There was nothing there from New York Red Bulls, really. They played a cautious game. They just tried to upset Toronto FC. They only put pressure on at the end after getting a really scrappy and extremely lucky goal. Very lucky. It's just a weird decision from the manager to play a game like this in the way that they did. Yeah, I think they had two chances all game. One was an extremely lucky goal, as you said. And then there was one great save oh. by... Uh, by Bono. Bono. Yeah, that, that, was fant- that was literally match-winning. Yeah, yeah, at I that remember. point, it the was... The crowd got quiet as yes. soon as he was through on goal. Wright Phillips, I thought, was dangerous all game. He was really putting pressure on the, on the back three of TFC. But again, Greg Vanny made really good substitutions to yeah. kind of kill off the game. He brought on, I think it was... Hassler. Um, Osorio, Hassler. A- Haglund. Haglund, yeah. yeah. I actually also, thought... Sorry, Osorio, I thought that was... No, I thought he was terrible when he, when he came on. He lost the ball so many times in the attacking third 
which could have created counterattacking. Right. And I thought, why not bring someone on who has more ball control than Ozor? I thought that was a poor decision. But I mean, the thing with now, next game, it's against Columbus. No Altidor, no Giovinco up top. Yeah. So that's going to be a real test. I think Bradley's on a yellow now. So, if, you know, a lot of players missing for TFC. I don't know how they're going to start. Maybe Ricketts up top. Ricketts with Vasquez in behind, maybe something like that. Yeah, Vasquez really tried to carry the team. <laughs> yeah. 10v10, the whole second half, I thought Red Bulls were far superior to TFC. TFC played as if they were a man down. Yes. Which is perhaps uh, you know, a consequence of needing to hold on to that lead. But it, it did become very nervous. I mean, it be did f- feel as though... It's also very hard top. to have your lone striker being Giovinco. Yes, incredibly yeah. difficult. And he can't, and he just gets you, battered. I, I remember making the remark like to Mohamed specifically, hey, let's bring Giroud on. Yes. It's a good time for him. Yeah. You basically need that super sub, that big man to help Javinko. But also, um, TFC did score two goals that yes. were disallowed. One of them apparently for offside on, was it? Osorio. Osorio. And the other was a quick free kick taken by Vasquez, which for some reason was called back. So, you know, it w- the, the referee had some questionable decisions, let's say. Which kind of shows you the quality of TFC in that they were outplayed when it was 10v10, whatever. They lost their heads and couldn't get it back. But they're so capable of hitting you from many different different positions, right? That's true, that's true. true. So, um, yeah, I mean, next game, first in Columbus and then back here in Toronto. We'll see if we're going to go see that one. Um, I don't know. Depends on... I don't don't know. Depends on what. Depends if we can get tickets, I guess. I I just want to say this is... Very, very exciting. With everything that's going on with the Save the Crew movement, there's they have their own business to deal with. And then right. the idea of Jovinko and Altidore coming back to BMO field, you know, that's there's a lot of drama in this that yeah. I think... It well, that's what playoffs should be, right? Will you feel bad if we kill the crew? No. No. No, they'll just be reborn somewhere else. Possible. <laughs> the Austin, crew has to stay point. with the ship. <laughs> That's the rule. Good point, Mohamed. That's the rule. Um, Very quickly, on the other action in MLS, um, Houston beat Portland. Yeah. Upset, I would would suggest. Uh, Upset because Diego Valeri had an amazing season, carried that team, and people thought they'd do well because of him. So, upset because of that, yeah. Okay. And, uh, and yeah, Columbus beat New York City FC. Um, not really surprised. New York City FC tend to crumble around this time of year. Um, can we laugh at Patrick Vieira being linked to US Men's National Team slash Manchester City? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, uh, linked, to, linked with him as a midfielder? Or as one? <laughs> yeah. Because it's either, not a manager either for or, sure. Either or. Um, what does linked with mean? Like they had a phone call or something? No, yeah. as in his, oh, name comes up on, his name comes up on the short probably, list. Probably. Somebody uh, visited his LinkedIn profile. A recruiter. Ah, that's yeah. a recruiter. Yeah, that's yeah. probably it. Um, <laughs> but the big one from this is Pirlo. Um, finally hanging up his boots. You know, I'll, you say finally. Well, he kind of did it two years ago. Yeah, but uh, that's what I mean by final. Like, it should have been done a while back. But again, forget about his last few months in MLS. Legend of the game. Uh, can't take away from that. You know, he has a phenomenal... He has, I think, 18 trophies. 18 major trophies, including World Cups. It, yeah, he's, you know, he's one of the greatest players to play the game. And he's, he's a legend in, in every sense of the word. He's part of that AC Milan dream team. Yeah, uh, that existed in the mid early two thousands to mid two thousands. Yeah, yeah. Well, Italy, uh, one of my favorite midfielders of all time. Yeah, no, he's he's so silky smooth, and you know what? It's that beard though, that haircut. Come <laughs> the on, the hair, the beard, the, the, the Penenka. What was it in Europe? Yeah, oh, the, Joe Hart. Yeah, anyone that Penenka's Joe Hart is is. And, right the, and that story where they asked him like, "What did you do to prepare for the game?" He's like, "I don't know. I was playing PS four, and then I just showed up and scored a penalty." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you want from me. Um, okay, let's move on to the Premier League.
We start at the bridge. Uh, Bernie, Rochelle, do you want to walk off it? <laughs> um, That's the laugh of a crazy person at Boston. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? Uh, this was a you know one 0 Moving on. <laughs> right. Thanks, Rochelle. Um, so two losses and a draw in the United's last three away games. Six shots in your last three away games. Um, seven games without a goal for Lukaku. What's going on? So basically, this is part of Mourinho's grand master plan. He he always wanted it to be this way. And, uh, plan to get sacked. We are all just a part of his plan, part of his really. his wonderland. Absolutely right. But, but you know what? Despite all this, uh, you know this criticism of United, we we saw sit in second place. Right. With the second highest attack. Okay, but but what's the point of that? What what do you get at the end of the season? Well, no, I just want to point out that right. you know it's, they were actually quite good to start the season. Right. But the last three games have been shambolic. But your highest attack is is you know bagging on Swansea's that you know you go up against Chelsea uh, I mean, and, that, that, and, that's, and Liverpool that's and City nothing happens right that, that's irrelevant and yeah exactly what what really is relevant to the discussion is the fact that Jose Mourinho has no balls absolutely not even one not both of <laughs> not one like the guy is a disgrace to the sport and I'll, yes he, he, no here, here's the actual fact against those teams that we apparently bagged on we had more shots than any other team in the Premier League had on those teams mm. So that's because you were the team playing. Well, well, my point is to suggest, <laughs> right, that they cannot attack is stupidity because they've clearly shown that they can attack better than any other team except for Man City. When they hey, want man. to, right? When, when, want when to. he wants to. Yeah, so, at home. And, and the other thing that, that I don't understand is Mourinho thinks this pragmatic approach or dogmatic approach, however you want to look at it, against the big teams works. It doesn't. His record shows it does not well, work. Well, here's a record for you just... Before you continue, in Mourinho's last 10 away games versus the Big Six, he's lost, well, he hasn't won, mm-hmm. and he scored one goal in 900 plus minutes. That is some serious awesome One shit. goal no, in 10 it's, away it's, games. It's not good enough. It's sackable. The thing that I don't understand is, if you look at Man City, I don't care. They are the best team in the league. I don't care what anyone tells me, is that they came to Stamford Bridge, and they attacked them. Yes, yeah, they, they won 1-0, but they came there and they attacked them. If you look at what Chelsea, um, not Chelsea, if you look at how Chelsea, Spurs beat Liverpool, they attacked them. Manchester United go to Chelsea and say, nope, we don't want to attack you. We're going to try and pick you off. Go to Liverpool. Nope, same thing. Clearly, attack in this league works. Well, so Chelsea how can he defend his own tactics and say, no, 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 I'm going to do it this way, when you see the opposite actually works better than what you're doing? Absolutely, and I think that raises up the point of, you know, does he have the confidence to do something like this? Because for all these teams, Man City, Tottenham, they're the teams that kind of go and go to each game, whether it's home or away, and they play their game. Yes. And they make sure they try to play their game. United, they go away, they try to, you know, they try to sit back, and that's their defensive strategy. Well, I think Mourinho maybe, it's, it's a little bit of too much, like, t- game management, almost. Like, the opposite of, like, no tactics to, like, too much tactics. Like, every game he tries to change it and tailor it to that game. And he, just in his mind, he thinks, oh, a better opposition away from home, it just means I got to sit back and maybe nick up. I mean, it's like nicking the game against Spurs. Same thing. Yeah. They won the game, so it kind of gave him some respite, but it was the same type of performance. Like, exactly. at the end of the day, it's defensive. There's no flair, there's no attacking. And he, I think, is just too worried from a personal point of view to lose. Like, he doesn't yeah. want to lose personally. But then he keeps losing. <laughs> yeah, and, and especially Stamford Bridge. He's been back to Stamford Bridge three times mm-hmm. as not the Chelsea manager. Yeah. He's lost three times. And, and the, the thing is, too, and, and we've discussed it before, is that Chelsea, when they start off from the... We, uh, sorry, United, when they start off from the we don't want to lose mm-hmm. perspective, which is Mourinho's perspective... Mm-hmm. It's then very hard if you go a goal down to change it. Well, he's yeah. never and won right. when he's two, two, two down. down. Two he's down. never won when he was two down. Like, for, for a team managed by Mourinho. Yeah. And, and so, 
in, in, you know, when they go down, they can't then start playing football. So what they do is they bring Fellaini on. We know this is the plan B. And like plan A is defend and plan B is Fellaini. That's not good enough. I mean, it's not even a little bit. Like Lukaku didn't touch the ball this game. He was pretty much invisible. And yes, we can talk about him and whatever. Mm-hmm. But it is, he just doesn't get the ball. Let, like, let, let, me, let, me, let me add to that point. Because there are a lot of people who are bagging on Lukaku. A lot of people who have seen bagging on Mkhitaryan at the same time. And what annoys me about that is you're not looking at it in context. If you look at when... Jose let the horses run, so to say. Nemanja Matic was carrying the ball. Remember that in the beginning of the season? Right. He was carrying the ball and taking it forward along with Pogba. But if you look at Matic now, he's literally screening. There is no link between the midfield yep. in order to get the ball. to. It's a bit like when you talk about Meza Ozil, for example. Right. You say, who gets him the ball if he's supposed to do something? Yeah. Mkhitaryan doesn't get the ball. But worse, he's asked to act as a first defender. I which agree. means... Lukaku has nothing to do. I agree a bit more with the Lukaku than the than the Mkhitaryan, but I do take your point. I just feel Mkhitaryan, this game, even when he got it, he was just very subpar. He just did not have his best game. Um, well, regardless he's not of been what. having good games for weeks. That's true. I'll give so, you that. Let, let's talk a little bit about Chelsea here. Yes. Who I really, really, really don't think it's a coincidence that the game Kante comes back in such a big game. They just look again like title contenders. Like every time he's out of the team, they look average. Every time he comes back in the team, they look unbeatable. I think it's a coincidence. I, I don't think so whatsoever. At, he, there have been very plenty games. Uh, I think Watford was one of them. The opening game was one of them. Atleti, Atletico Madrid was one of them. Where Conte was actually very, very trash. And he, I thought he was man of the match. No, in this game, yeah. he was man of the match. I have no doubt in terms of what he gave to this game. But Chelsea as a whole have not been good, and that has been with Conte in the side as well. This was literally Chelsea with better tactics than United, and United cowering and not doing their job. Yeah, and at the same time, we have to point out that United's dip in form has also coincided with Pogba's disappearance from the team. No one knows when he's coming back. Um, but what It's could, a big player to lose, for sure. And, and how could they have been different with Pogba in the side through this patch? You never know. Right, sure. But I mean, with... Mourinho did come up recently and said, I'm not going to use injuries as an excuse, but then now he is. And a team as big as United with the well, squad... You can't take sh- anything he has to say. Exactly. exactly. Sure. Uh, but with a team like United with a the squad they have, you can't just say one player means, you know, you don't win three games in a row. Anyways. No. Let's, Mar- I wanna, Marata, by the way. Mar- yeah, Marata I want to go back to Marata. Chelsea because... It was, it was great. Let's he talk was, about Chelsea a little This bit. was possibly... I mean, he's had a few very good games, but I thought he was magnificent. He's also yeah. had... Six games of not scoring. Yes, so he, no, he, he hasn't scored since September, but the header, the header alone was absolutely beautiful. Yes. What he was doing with that amount of space when there are three centre-backs on the pitch, we'll never know. But he bullied the United defence. And that's not the kind of thing that you associate. You associate him with an all-round game, a good touch, good link-up plays. He had a bit of the Costa in him. But he had, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He had that aggression yeah. there. And he absolutely took them on for pace. He bullied them. And he was getting kicked around all oh, over the he place was by Smalling kicked. and Jones. Like I would have, uh, his legs after them must have looked like you know, you know the the, sh- the spit for the shawarma. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. but he was he was phenomenal. He got the the, the ball from Aspilicueta, which is I think now five goals where Aspilicueta has assisted Morata, which is cross. the highest combination in the league this season. Which is weird. I mean, Morata sure, but Aspilicueta playing at centre back, not even at wing back. Um, but again, it's I think Chelsea really dominated the midfield. Kante was tremendous. Cesc got man of the match. Be- Regardless, but the point is, it shows he had a good game. He, most touches, most passes, consistent in midfield. Um, Bakayoko second half really turned it up. Yeah. He really brought it in the second half, and I really enjoyed this game. It was for the you know one of the most intense 
kind of physical games, and it was a lot of fun. And you know, speaking of Chelsea players bossing the midfield, I just want to point out a former Chelsea player who was probably the best player for United on the day, Nemanja Matic. Yep. Uh, all other United players, midfield, completely non-existent. Yeah. Big, big hole in the center of the field. I don't know where they were, but okay. Matic was always influential. Can I just add, add to that? That is that Chelsea bossed the midfield, as you guys said, which is true, but it's three against two. Right. Literally, and when two of them are Conte and Bakayoko, we're talking about energy, tenacity against yeah. Ander Herrera and um, Nemanja Matic. The third is supposed to be Mkhitaryan dropping back to help. That doesn't make none sense. None of their names, none of those names are physical that, enough. That no. doesn't make sense. Yeah. So of co- And by the way, that's what Liverpool did to United. They had three against two as well. Right. So if Mourinho is a tactical genius, he's supposed to be, that should be something simple to figure you out. You might want to consider just like putting Damian at right back and sticking Valencia in the middle yeah, of the pitch just point. to see what happens. Honestly, at yeah. that point. Put um, him up top. Yeah, maybe. Uh, quick Mourinho quote before we move on. Um, okay. He was asked if he was worried about the eight-point gap. He said, we are least worried because all the other teams are more worried than us. Why? What a bellend. <laughs> yeah, what are, he's basically saying we're second. Trust me, West Brom are not worried about the gap between them and Man City. Yeah, yeah. That's not what anyway, they're... Speaking yeah. of West Brom, there was a United fan who called into a radio show and said, we're just a rich West Brom. And he didn't sing it. Yeah. Although that would have been great. He did say, we're, he said, I think what he said was, we're rich West Brom that bring on Fellaini. He said, we bring down. on a tree. Yeah. Yeah. We bring, bring a tree on Fellaini and he said, yeah. diabolical. Well, you know what, Fellaini's been great. We can't just, you know... To be fair, him and Ashley Young have done a job yeah. for United. It's just... Yeah. Except you know, we almost conceded two goals today directly from him not having a good time. Sure. But, sure. Yeah. Um, let's move on to City-Arsenal. Um, this one, I mean, predictably, City won this game. Oh, yeah. I don't think there was any doubt that that was going to happen. Um, City are just they came off a, a very very tough game in midweek Champions League usually there's hangovers after the game they played Napoli they were what 1 or 2 nil down they came back to win 4-2 almost everybody played can, can I qualify this though Arsenal also came off the back of a very difficult game on Thursday against yes. <laughs> which ended nil nil that sounded Dutch formerly Croatia Zagreb I yeah. which none of them with none of the starting 11 played etc etc but again City just Arsenal started the game the first 5 or 6 minutes or so well not too bad um, but the starting lineup was I don't know no Lacazette you know your 50 million signing your record signing dropped him against Liverpool dropped him against City I'm not sure why he's there um, Coquelin stepped in at centre-back the first time he's ever played there competitively here's the thing right there were no other centre-back options None? granted well he no, dropped no. Mertesacker no Mertesacker was sick allegedly um, thank um, god Holdings injured Mustafi there were no really other, there was nothing no 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 there were no other centre-back options apart from you could possibly say Elneny because at least he's played there before in the Europa League yeah. but he could play four nonetheless this is my point if you don't have the players to play the system yeah. don't play the bloody system <laughs> but, but that's it switch like, it Arsene Wenger, we talked about yes. this. He set he sets an eleven and a system at the first day of the season. Yeah, and he just copy pastes yeah, yeah. into every game. Copy paste. Do you think that's it. Is that this gets a, a lot of trouble? Is this an admin <laughs> thing? Is this just to save time on admin? Yes. yes. The, yeah, yeah. the the thing I want to touch on is what you talked about before, which is Lacazette. And I don't understand this because people have said, "Oh, the Alexis Sanchez up front thing has worked well." Personally, I don't think it actually works well over a period of time. Agreed. But the thing that I don't get is we have seen time and time again. City are the best team possession-wise and attacking. We understand this, but team they have gotten they have been weak when teams literally go directly at them. Yep. Because Stones and Otamendi are still not good man-to-man defenders. That has been proven by West Brom, yep. by Stoke in a 7-2. People have shown this to be the case. I don't understand why Arsene Wenger went with a guy that flows to the left 
and leaves the strikers on their own and not a specific striker in Lacazette or a big man in Giroud who would give them a hard time. I don't understand why he did not do that. It makes no sense. And, and to back burning up right here, I am a big fan of Olivier Giroud. I think that he would have made a big difference in this game. You are indeed trying to copy his haircut at the moment. <laughs> it's not yeah, bad. A long way. The yeah, beard is well. pretty sharp yeah. too. Yeah. You're actually getting there. Um, I'm assuming I'm going to score some there, spectacular there, goals like, as well. Actually, I'm curious for, for what you guys think. Oh, is no, no, the, is I, that not a point? Does that not just lo make logical sense? I, I can't speak for Arsene Wenger anymore. It, it's literally illogical. It makes no sense. I, I Literally nothing to say. Question for you. Who would you rather not listen to more? Wenger or Mourinho? I don't listen to either of them, but I think Wenger, because I, I still feel Mourinho does things with a, with an aim at the end. Like there's an yeah, aim. So, yeah, yeah. So he's more poisonous. Like like there's at the end of the rainbow, there's a pot of gold. Arsene Wenger is just floating in the clouds. Yeah. Nothing's happening. Here's the thing: like Mourinho might be Machiavelli, but Arsene Wenger has like Alzheimer's, and that's not to belittle anyone that does. Yeah. But it's like you shouldn't be in the job. No, right? like, no, you can't sure, do sure. the job anymore. So but let's talk about Mourinho. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk really quickly about um, about well we'll get the city but there were a few contentious um, moments in this game not to say that you know they mattered they mattered <laughs> but um, I think uh, uh, City scores first through De Bruyne a beautiful left foot but after a really good save by checking the same play yeah, yeah. Um, that left foot finish I mean it's it was where, really it's where it went in the net with the left too it was yeah. it's supposed to be his weaker foot like, yeah it's so annoying so <laughs> one nil finish. One nil there, and then um, I think City scored the second through a penalty. Slightly contentious. I thought it was a penalty. Arsene Wenger no, no, disagreed. It was a dive. We yeah. all know that Sterling does it, mate. I mean, we've only tried to sign him twice, but we all know that he's a big diver. Yeah. So that happened. Two nil down, and then Arsenal came back when Lacazette came on. Surprise, yeah. surprise. First touch, almost first touch of the game. Boom, goal. Because that's what he's there for. Um, and then I thought it was. Harsh on Arsenal to then concede that offside goal at 3-1 because the momentum was slightly with Arsenal at the time. I'm not saying they would have drawn or won the game, mm -hmm. but it all I want is just you know for the players to decide the game and not the referees. What what harm would have been if there was a VAR where some guy on the outside ten seconds later said no, not a goal. Yeah, and that, that really encapsulates Arsenal's performance and their approach to this game because the game might have been there for their taking if they just you know, took a more direct approach, as we've right. said. Yeah. But the fact that everyone kind of stood around and looked for the offside... That is annoying. Didn't put in the extra 10%. Because Chielny yes. should have kept going, got in front of Jesus, and then dealt with the offside call exactly. But can, can it I, felt I, Sunday so, league. So on that note, Arsenal, you know, they could have got a result had they just maybe been a little more brave. Everyone always says that about Arsenal. Though that's the, but the, the thing I want to... I want to draw a parallel here, okay? Since we support United and you support Arsenal. Someone said to me, would you rather lose 4-3 or 1-0? And I said, I'd rather lose 4-3. Well, yeah. Because this wasn't a 4-3, but at least from watching this game, I had the feeling that Arsenal went for it. Even though it was stupid, with Sanchez, in my opinion, up front. They went for it, and you could have seen moments. Ramsey almost scored at the end of the first half. You know, they had the chances. They made, they showed vulnerabilities at times in City. And I don't think this United team would show any vulnerability in City at all. No, that's like, fair. It, it just, I, felt, I would have felt happier with that performance right. that Arsenal put out than... And, we, and, and to yeah. go back to Roche's question before, I would rather listen to Mourinho than Wenger at this point, but I would still rather watch a Wenger team than a Mourinho team. Yeah, oh, right. Yeah. I, before we move on, we got to say a few things here. Pep, um, you know, he's, he's really killing it right now. I mean, he's breaking records left, right, and center. Man City wins 
Um, they have 31 points in 11 matches. This is Guardiola's best ever league start. Not the Bayern dominating the Bundesliga. Not, not the, the Barcelona. Best Barcelona, team best Barcelona ever with Messi dominating La Liga. The Premier League. He's making the most competitive league in the world. He's dominating. He's making it a one-horse race. I mean, you got to give it to the man. Last season was fun and we're making jokes and we're laughing at him. But he's now proving he's doing it in the Champions League against Italy's best team. And he's beating them home and away. What it proves is if you get rid of Gael Clichy, the sky <laughs> is the limit. And Sanya. And <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Arsenal got rid of Gael Clichy. Where was that? Give it time. Give it time. So next, uh, ne- I mean, there's an international break, which is incredibly frustrating. Yes. No, I'm happy. Well, sure. I don't want to. I don't want anything to do with United for like ten days. <laughs> yeah, you know, really when your don't. team's not doing well, it's hard to watch football. <laughs> oh, I. I mean, tell me about it. Um, so Arsenal play uh, Tottenham next, next in two weeks. Really? North London Joy. derby. You went from City to. Oh, this is gonna be. I mean, if we lose this one, if we lose this one three nil or something, I. I just can't see. Is there, is there a Europa League in between? Do we play like no. FC Pamplona? Sorry, where, where is it? Where is this game? Uh, at, at the Emirates. They're still going to win. Oh, no, but it's not Wembley where Tottenham are stuck. But Tottenham so. are way better away from home. Speaking <laughs> of Tottenham, they beat Crystal Palace 1-0. Mm-hmm. Um, London Derby, the biggest mm-hmm. one now. Sure. <laughs> wow. Wow. Um, but to be fair, Gazaniga oh, in goal for, for Luis was phenomenal. Three yeah. or four match-winning saves. Let's, let's talk a little bit about Crystal Palace here because... They came to play and they had chances and Wilfred Zaha missed an open goal. Yes. Crystal Palace could have been like 3-0 up in this they, game. Yeah, they had chances. They really did. Townsend went close and, and yeah, Gazaniga made in, some absolutely incredible By the way, Palace are a one-man team. Because yeah. all the Palace yeah, fans, yeah. I remember they were saying this, they wait till, wait till Zaha comes back and they have been playing so well and since he came back. We laughed at them. We're like, what? You think Zaha coming back will all of a sudden make you stop, you know, losing 17 games in a row? And it's true. They're they losing, back. but yeah. they're playing so much better. Hodgson <laughs> yeah. is, is doing, he's quietly doing a very good job, but they're not quite getting the points that they deserve from these performances. He should get the, he should get the West Ham job. This is, okay, this is like... Not England? <laughs> this is momentum Hodgson has from his remarkable comeback against West Ham not so long ago. That's yeah. true. That's true. I mean, the face of Village when that goal. Went <laughs> oh man, the face oh. of the face of Hodgson. I he, told Alex to save that picture. He must have you know went younger like twenty years. He just Absolutely. looked fresh. Oh. Anyways, um, Spurs looked very tired from yeah. their midweek game, which was by the way a brilliant performance against Real Madrid. Um, you know, Spurs are now going toe to toe with some of the best teams around the world, around Europe. They are slowly but surely making their way up there. And you know what? They are now a force to be reckoned with. This is, again, Harry Kane is not a one-season wonder anymore. Spurs don't look like a one-season wonder anymore. And to be fair, with their transfer budget, with their transfers, this is a really, really good job by Pochettino because they don't have bags of money to spend. They don't have flair, you know, world-class players other than Kane and maybe a vert- um Alderweireld, no. maybe Luis. Like so, Erickson. you know, they're doing very well. I, I think I think they're doing very well. I'm a very big fan of Pochettino, but they have been a Jekyll and Hyde team for two years. Like th- this is literally they've come second. Like, what they have shown, they have the potential to do this type of thing. And by the way, this is a Real Madrid team that lost to was it that team's name? Girona or yeah. whatever. My so I'm, I'm not I'm not trying to. That was an amazing performance. You can't bring them down for that. But my point is that 
you go to Old Trafford and you lose the way you lost. You go to Real Madrid and win. You then go to Crystal Palace and pick absolute donkey shit. Like, this team is so up and down, it's unbelievable. I, they I need some say, consistency to be what you just said they are. I actually kind of disagree that they're up and down. I think they're one of the most consistent teams in the league. And Their away record, for example, is the best. Yeah, yeah. Like the, the points record bears that out. But the other thing is, when you say go to United and lose the way they did, by extremely fine margins. Two that, times in a row? Sure, sure. It's but also that game standards, incredibly like, close. We're like, talking about Spurs, right? Like three, four seasons ago. They were seventh. No, so my, you my, keep my it point is this. We're talking about Spurs competing with the superpowers of this world. They can compete, but they can't get past a certain house. Sure. And it's because they are not, they are this, when, they, when it matters, Spurs aren't going to But I think those aren't, I don't think they're, they're footballing reasons. I think the size of the club, the financial power that they have compared to everyone else, the transfers, the... I think there's that is actually you know you can make that excuse. Spurs fans can make that excuse. You know some Arsenal fans try to make it. Some Liverpool fans try to no. Spurs fans actually have something to stand on when they make that excuse. So we'd say that you know the Spurs are not a, not necessarily at the start of a new cycle, but they're like an, on the rising part of that. If cycle. they can yeah, keep they're building, there, yeah. sure. Yeah. I mean they're, they're building the squad slowly. I mean, you looked at it last season and they had kind of Janssen was the substitute. And I don't know, Lamella would come in maybe before he got injured. Now there's actually a bit more depth. There. My boy, son. Your boy, son. Well, let's get to son. It was a brilliant goal. It was an absolutely fantastic Son is a brilliant finish. player. Yes, he is. Okay, finish. Yeah, moving on to your point, though. Well, sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, my, my point is that, like, where is some, where is, and to Mahana's point, whereas a team like City can rebuild their squad in a summer, Spurs have done it over the last three years. And so now you're seeing a squad that is, can actually compete in Europe and in the Premier League at the same time. Just win it. That's all I care about. Just win Which it. Which is not that easy. Yeah, it's what, not that what's easy. This, it's my th- and Pochettino has the same thought. What is the point if we don't win something? Sure. That's how he feels and that's how I feel. What is the point if you don't I, win something? I just, if, you know, as a, I, I would think as a Spur, like a Spurs fans would be realistic. I mean, it's nice that they are where they are, but to say this is a fail unless we win the league would really be pushing it. That's the one the league not so long ago. Sure. Yeah, that's sure. an indictment on everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, Liverpool, I mean, pretty much um, sealed the fate of Billich beating West Ham 4-1 at the London... Did you say they wine-steamed West Ham? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Sure. Wow. Is that too, too soon? Just just forever, that will be. <laughs> oh, forever. <laughs> forever. Um, Is he an investor in the club? No. no. Let's move on. Let's, Let's not invest on. in that um, joke anymore. Right. I, I feel like you say it sealed Billich's fate. I feel like Billich's fate was sealed... So long but remember, ago, I don't know why they waited. Remember long. last week when I kept saying that somehow managers get the last chance against a much better team. Yeah, it's so unfortunate. Like, oh, like just sack him last week. What are you waiting for? Some some amazing comeback against Liverpool? It's not gonna happen. So what's the point? Well, what happens if he beats Liverpool three 0 They'd probably keep him after that, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah for but another he week. Won't. But like, <laughs> yeah. until he gets mauled by Man City. Yeah. So we just talked about one of one of Mohamed's boys, uh, Hangman Son. Let's talk about another one of his boys, the main boy, Mohamed Salah. The best signing of the summer, by far. Since, More goals than Lukaku. So he got another two this weekend. Since Luis Suarez left, the highest goal scoring season for a Liverpool player was fourteen. Coutinho. <laughs> That's so funny. Salah is already on twelve. That's a disgrace. He's already Wait, on twelve. Fourteen. He's on disgrace. twelve. He's, you know, he has as many goals, if not more, than Lukaku, Morata, etc., etc. He's has, getting them from the wing. Yeah, yeah, there's a goal, um, one more. Yeah. He's scoring them from the wing. It's, you know, it, I don't know. I, I don't think his finishing is actually that good. It's not. It's not. It's the amount of times he yeah. gets into positions. Yeah. yeah, though that's that's just Klopp and Liverpool, right? The the way they fe- relentlessly attack that that counter attack for the first goal was just unbelievable. Oh, Firmino's like, turn. 
on the half volley, it, I, I, I actually replayed it 15 times. Mm. Like, it, it, I couldn't. Do I just couldn't. The, do you have the gif as a lock screen? Now? Just like back and forth, back and forth, <laughs> back and forth. Um, but yeah, Liverpool look good. And the thing with Liverpool and li why Liverpool fans get frustrated is that they have this in them. Again, consistency. This is a team I would describe as Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah, like, they're they're worse than that. Yeah, like, but Mane, Mane's back. The speed of this is the thing. Okay, Salah is great. I love him. The guy is great. The speed of Mane and the speed of Salah to catch up with Mane and the You're a center back. The grit of Mane. You're a center back. You Mane's coming at you at full speed. Terrifying. And you're trying to keep up. But in the background, you see this haze. There's another one that is faster than both of you coming and along. And in your ear, you're just hearing. It's like, what are you supposed the, to do? And the keeper's Joe Hart. I just want, if, you, if you saw his face, when, when the ball went in, it was beauty. Like, I, I will share it on Twitter. It was beautiful. That Honestly. is funny. Um, Enough about Liverpool. Let's talk about West Ham. Village. Village getting sacked. And now Moyes. It's an unbelievable decision. So they're going to give him a six-month contract to, to save him from relegation. Clearly, they watched the job that he did with Sunderland mm. and said, that's the man for us. <laughs> okay, so let me tell you what David Gold and Sullivan said, right? They said, we're going to bring in a we want to bring in a quality manager to inject fresh ideas, mm. organization, mm. and enthusiasm. Oh, <laughs> enthusiasm. <laughs> I can't, I can't adequately express how little that describes David Moyes. It's not... You know when you lie on your resume? <laughs> yeah. You know when you show up to a date and it's not the person that you thought it was? Also, this is all this. There's also foreign experience. There is also foreign experience. You know, you have, yeah. to, you have to add that. He beat Barcelona. Yes. Yeah. Beat you know your summary for a resume? Uh, David Moyes beat Barcelona. Yeah. In did, did not manage Mate, Manchester United. It's, ju <laughs> it's just a YouTube link to the highlights of that game. <laughs> that is it. And apparently... No, not past the second minute, though, because that's what they scored. Yeah. And apparently Phil, Phil Neville might be second-hand man. You're joking. Well, I'm just saying. So he got asked on... I think it was on Five Live. He got asked whether if Moyes took the job, he would come in as number two. And Phil Neville immediately said, I want to be number one. <laughs> Not at West Ham, but like in general. That's his, that's his aim. He wants, to be, he wants to be queen. This class, oh, no. of, 90, this class of 92, yeah. I think they all need to be dropped in a, in a lake. They have hubris. They have <laughs> ego issues. <laughs> they all think they're above this world. What is I wrong with they're these just people? having a midlife crisis or something. Gary Neville, <laughs> Phil Neville. It's right. a Neville family. You know, you know the way Phil Neville commentates, right? Imagine that in a dressing room. All right, lads. Uh, yeah, we've got to go and do this today, right? <laughs> he's I got up at 5 a.m. for me run. Like, like, he's going to come in with speaking Spanish. You know what show he has foreign experience. You know what their dad is called? For Neville Neville. Yeah, yeah. Neville Neville. That right shows he's also dead, dead, right? Is he? Yeah. All right, so well, he left, he left behind fine gentlemen. <laughs> so, so West Ham are getting relegated and ruined. And now we can move on. Yeah, sure. Um, let's move on really quickly because we, we spent a lot of time here. But Stoke, beat, Stoke uh, drew with Leicester 2-2. This was actually one of the better games of the weekend. I, for some reason, watched the whole game. Leicester um, looked good under, under Puel. I'm not sure what he's done other than bring in Damaret Gray. But I they look good. I swear to you, Leicester changed managers and they don't change anything because they're already good. And, like, nothing like the players just stop playing and they play again. <laughs> when Shakespeare came in, nothing changed. Shaky. When Powell came in so far, nothing has changed. It's the exact same. It's just Mars all of a sudden has a, a you know a rise in form. Hardy has a rise in form. You know what it is? When you know when your Wi-Fi goes down, you just go disconnect, yeah. reconnect. Yeah. I mean, they sack Pearson and they won the league. <laughs> this is what Turn this it on and off again. That's yeah. it. Can I give you Mark Hughes' quote? Please. My favorite time of the week. It's important that you consistently pick up points. We won't win every game. We won't lose every game. It's about getting a steady return in terms of points. Every time you get a Premier League point, you should celebrate. 
It's just an excuse to drink. It's like, <laughs> Ma, it's like Mark, you're an alcoholic. Nah, mate, I'm just celebrating. Yeah. But he's the kind of guy who would drink anyway. No That's matter, true. Even after the 7 2 I think he was drunk when he said that. I mean, when do you think he came up with this? Is this going to be in his book? Uh, uh, I, is he going to have a book? But, but let's, let, let's put it. He said, you celebrate every time you get a point. So if he gets a point at Brighton, like, he's going to celebrate this? If, like, you, if you get a point every Premier League game, that's 38 points. That's not enough to stay in the game. <laughs> I don't think he knows how this works. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, great game. Schmeichel was excellent. Claude um, Puel described him as Casper, which I quite liked. What does that mean? Casper. Casper. Oh, okay. Um... What is this Asian betting syndicate? Oh, well, this is the third third successive Premier League season that this fixture has ended 2-2. So, like, if you're an Asian betting syndicate, oh. get on it. So, in uh, Malaysia, so celebrating. who predicted this wrong? <laughs> and if you are the Asian betting syndicate, please send us a Kosh note. Yeah, maybe sponsor the Kosh yeah. Maybe this is what Hughes is on about. He celebrates oh. <laughs> allegedly. Oh, before we go on, I can't believe it's not on the points, but Crouchy, oh, most headed goals in the Premier League, mm. 52. Most sub-appearance record in the Premier League. He's 34. He's still killing it. He's hilarious on Twitter. He has a really pretty wife. His life is that. fantastic. That was the only part I cared about. Yeah, his, his life is great. Yeah. Anyways, um, moving on. Everything be... Oh, the cojones on Watford. <laughs> I love it, mate. Since that comment, they have had zero balls. They've they've lost or drew twice since then from winning positions. Troy D's. And it, Nuts. Troy D's nuts <laughs> got him. Um, well, Everton got him. Um, I can't believe it. With I, what? There was like twenty minutes to go. Or something? Yeah, they're two 0 down. Eleven minutes of injury time as well, and cleverly missing a penalty. What an ugly goal to kickstart Everton's best moment of the season. It was pretty bad. It was yeah. a shambles of a goal. The header wasn't bad though. And you know what? I I have said some. You know, I I, I don't really like Niasse because I don't think he's like a graceful player or anything. Right. And this just goes to show it. But he gets the result. But why didn't he kick it in? I don't know. Like, why did he wait so long for the tackle to come in? He like I was watching it thinking, what would kick it? Just I mean, kick it. Potentially, he doesn't want Unsworth to keep the job. I, I, I think he's a better Sonogo. When he comes on, <laughs> there is a lot of chaos. So harsh. There really is a lot of chaos when on the. I mean, remember the goal he scored in the last game that they won? <laughs> it was ridiculous. But let's be fair, a better Welbeck. Mm. Mm-hmm. Who, who are we dissing here? Welbeck or Sonogo? Both. Yes. <laughs> um, very quickly, everything did get a penalty very, very late on, which Baines just crept into the corner. Then Watford got a penalty, but, you know, Clever didn't have the cojones to finish it. Got <laughs> saved. No, uh, he wide. missed it. Sorry, wide. he missed it, and not not a little bit. I mean, wide, like like the six yard box. He almost missed the six, where the six yard box meets that touchline. <laughs> it was insane. Great um, effort for the Premier League. Fantastic. <laughs> Great league. Burnley beat Southampton one 0 I don't know what Burnley do 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 whatever they're doing away from home, but it's working. They need to keep doing it. They are on nineteen points, same as Liverpool, same as Arsenal. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not like it's incredible. Sean Dyche about. To, I mean, he, sh- he should get the England job. He should get something. Yeah. Um, Southampton have been. Did you say he should get the England job? The Everton job. <laughs> Southampton have been horrendous. They haven't scored a goal in like 17 hours or yeah. something. Yeah. yeah. So they thought it was Puel's fault. <laughs> Apparently not. Clearly isn't. So that's that's the Premier League as exciting as always. Moon of the week time now. I be Momo. One thing where I know, Sha, Mumu no fit sleep forever. One day, Mumu go wake up. Ladies and gentlemen, our new sponsor, XTSC. 
Extreme Toronto Sports Club, XTSC, offers the best co-ed, men's and women's recreational leagues across the city. Get your soccer fix with Extreme Toronto Sports Club. Sign up today at xtsc.ca, xtsc.ca. Go to xtsc.ca and use the code 2017REDSKOSH. That is 2017REDSKOSH when you register for soccer leagues. DM us on Twitter at under underscore the kosh or email under the kosh blog at gmail.com for details. El primero mumu this week is Marwan Fellaini. Not for anything on the field, but uh, for suing New Balance, his sponsor. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, so New Balance actually makes shoes for Fellaini. You know, a lot of you know big companies, they sponsor athletes, they make shoes for them. But this one was uncomfortable for Fellaini and led to his loss of passion for the game and, and a lot of discomfort. Wait, so he's blaming his first touch on his sponsor. Exactly. He's blaming his first touch. Uh, yeah, his performance dipped because of the shoe. And he's suing them for 2.1 million Do they pounds. make shirts? Because his first touch yeah. is always on his, on his chest. chest. Yeah, so I'm make, not sure why. It's Liverpool's kit. Yeah, that's true. Also, though, if you're on New Balance, why are you offering to sponsor Fellaini? You need more material to sponsor him. <laughs> it's expensive. Boot. So let me understand this. Did he wear different boots? Because I saw the training picture. He wore Nikes. And he's not a Nike player. Well, he should get sued for that. This yeah. was while he was at Everton, though, I think. To answer your question, oh, I, really? guess, I guess uh, New Balance assessed the Morocco market and thought they could sell a lot to all the Moroccans. No, I'm... I, I'm he's Belgian. Oh, sorry, yeah. He's Moroccan-Belgian. Yeah, Moroccan sure, Belgian. Like, I, I brought yeah, that up because point, literally the day before the game, he's wearing Nikes and he's not right. supposed to do that. So. Well, maybe he's maybe he probably broke it up. And that's probably why his, he almost conceded two goals from terrible first touches. Yep. That was a shoot. All right. Um... <laughs> Juventus on Twitter. I mean, they, they're usually pretty good at their social media. They've got the whole, you know, rebranding. They've got the J. They all look cool. Um, the other day they tweeted, um, your EA Sports October MVP, Federico Higuain. Federico Higuain was his brother? Yeah. Oh. The, the guy... For the Panenka. The guy who plays in MLS. Uh, it, it was, you know... For the Panenka. Uh, against Atlanta. Sure. They, they were mesmerized. Yes. Pretty sure that's your record signing whose name you just got wrong. <laughs> yeah. Who's been on fire for At like least it's his brother. That's true. Yeah, At least they the kept family. it in the family. Yeah, yeah like I won't, right. if I confuse you for Raheem, you wouldn't mind, right? No, I would not mind whatsoever. Um, so mine is uh, Evra. I mean, Evra slash the whole situation is Mumu. Uh, before Marseille's last game, um, Evra's been, you know, in a bad patch of form. He was warming up, he's on the bench. Uh, and for 30 minutes, the fans are hurling abuse at him and during the warm-up. And I guess just, you know, the emotions got the better of him. The fan was all the way up at the hoarding. And Evra Kung Fu kicked him in the face. You know, a la Cantona. Yeah. That's incredible. Bernie's actually sitting right here in a Cantona t-shirt. Yeah, yeah just he, in honor of Cantona and Evra. Yeah, so... Cantona Evra. Yeah, okay. I just don't know who the Mumu is here. And I just feel like it goes both ways. But Evra... Again, unfortunately, as a professional, it's always going to come back at you to be yeah. the more mature, the more emotionally responsible, etc., etc., to deal with it because it comes with the job. Jesus, it, it comes right. with the money that you get. It comes with all these things, and I know it's, it's sometimes it's hard to separate. Yeah, like you can't say, "Oh, you get tons of money, therefore you're allowed to get abused." It, it was in total just a move, move, move from ever. He could have done you know, anything else. You know just what? Not kick him in the face. To be fair, like some of Evra's Instagram videos. Where he does that stupid, stupid video. Deserve where, abuse. Oh, I love this game. Yeah. yeah it's really annoying. I, I, I don't know. I find, it's entertaining. I, I, I find that, like, that's a good part of my day. I see that and I'm like, <laughs> Evra, like, you can't help but really laugh though. or smile. Did, yeah. my, my problem with Evra was he, I'm not sure he actually hit the guy. Like, no, I'm not saying it was right, but <laughs> all the reports say he aimed a kick. He I didn't did. actually he touch him. He clearly didn't hit him So why get suspended for not 
hitting did, the guy. Did you not hear me at the beginning? I said he was off form. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good point. Yeah. Um, anything else? Enough momos for this week? I'm sure we can dig some up. Jose Mourinho. I be momo. One thing where I know, Sha, Mumu no fit sleep forever. One day, Mumu go wake up. If I said to you that at one game this weekend, 73,000 people showed up, where would you think it was? Um, South America, Af- like the, Af- the African <laughs> Cup final, Africa. the African uh, Champions okay. League final. All right. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Pyongyang. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, has to be there. Yeah. They were counted. That's why you have the capacity. You know when you, someone says you had to be there. Yeah. <laughs> you really did. Every story in North Korea. So I was going go to be there. Atlanta, but I think Pyongyang takes the cake. Yes. Okay. So the actual answer is the bloody San Siro for Inter one, Torino one. People are showing up to watch Inter Milan. Seventy-three thousand people. Well, because no one showed up last year. Yeah. So they're making well, up now. They've got, uh, now they've got a manager and a team. It's also because all the AC Milan fans are looking for a new team. Oh, possibly. They didn't have to look very far. I guess. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, one-one against Torino, which is a disappointing result for for Inter, although they stay unbeaten. Um, Iago Falque, ex Barcelona, ex Tottenham, ex he, he plays for like five different teams in okay. like three years. Anyway, scored a brilliant goal. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant goal. And then Eder equalized after a Perisic cross. What? Um, quiz question. Mm. Who's the top scorer for Inter Milan of all time? Of all of time? All time. All time. <laughs> Vieri? Giuseppe nope. Miata. Yep. We both did the Guardian quiz. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I asked Mo, I was like, no quiz? Because I got one. <laughs> Wait, isn't that, isn't that a stadium? Giuseppe yeah, Miata. Yeah. San Siro is also called yes. Giuseppe. When it's Inter playing, it's Giuseppe Miata. Exactly. In Milan, it's a San Siro. Taking me back to Pro Evil, mate. Oh. Yeah. All right. Wait, well, you had the real names? <laughs> I changed them. I sat oh. there and spent weeks changing every team, every stadium, every player to the correct name. I'm not messing about, man. Right. <laughs> Fair uh, enough. That's how shit FIFA was. Yes. Like, yes. <laughs> yeah, FIFA was such shit that I sat there and changed North London to Arsenal. <laughs> you know, Merseyside to Liverpool. It was crazy. Anyways. Kiev um, Napoli, this. Oof. I mean, if you, if someone said, you know, I will bet you anything mm. that mm. Napoli will come out nil-nil in this game, you would bet your life savings and your dog. Yeah. No. Not the dog. Not the dog. <laughs> Not the dog. Um, but yeah, I mean, they did as well come off a really tough game against City. But yes. still, nil-nil. Well, this thing, we discussed it last week about Napoli's possible lack of squad depth. And I think in midfield and defence, they do have some options. Up front, though, Cajon, Mertens, Insigne, they don't really the get a rest. But they don't really get a rest. No. Yeah. Point. Like, there isn't... Ha- Hamsish is... is <coughs> the Ultras won't let him rest. No. So that, <laughs> yeah. that, that adds to that. It's true. I mean, this is Mick is out for a long time, for, so... For Hamsik, this is his day job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's not a footballer at all. Like, this is just day job, go play, and then we'll deal with all the stuff we need to do at night. Yeah, and, and this is a really irritating result as well, because Napoli are top of the table. This yeah. is, uh, in my opinion... Their year to win Serie A, agreed. Throw on Juventus. You know, Hamzic, uh, who else is 30? Hamzic, Kaihon, and Mertens are all 30. And Insigne is 26. They're pretty much at the peak That's of their cycle right now. Yeah. There, there's a bit of the Tottenham about Napoli. There's, it's like you feel like you're not quite going to get there because yeah. in the end, Juventus' spending power will come yeah. out. Except Juventus have not looked solid. They, they've won some games. Recently, but they did not look good doing it. Higuain kind of really bailing them out for a few weeks now with some brilliant finishing. Yeah, I mean, let, let's move on to them then because they beat Benevento 2-1 and that's not really good enough. Benevento are so bad. Mm-hmm. They're so bad, Roche. 12 losses in 12 games. Five goals scored, 31 conceded. 
I did uh, not know. I mean, I'm glad I know that now. You know, you, when we sign up at uh, Downsview League with Under the Cosh sometimes, and the team in the last place <laughs> is such shit, they get dropped down to another league in yeah. the middle of the season. Yeah. That's Benevento. Yeah, it's, it's called relegation. <laughs> That happens. Season, though. I know. I know. What, oh, the, that would be good. Yeah. yeah. In, 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 in January. Yeah. I asked the question. I was like, "How did they even get promoted if they were this bad?" Well, Serie B is pretty bad. Someone else had to get docked points for some calcio poly in Serie B for I, sure. I'm pretty sure Serie B now is way worse than League One in in England. Yeah, I would. Oh yeah. Imagine. Oh yeah. Um, but Benevento actually went ahead. Great free kick, and then oh. Juventus missed like a hundred chances before Iguain scored. As you were saying, Dybala missed great so finish. many. Yeah. Uh, and Cuadrado, who is, uh, I don't know how to describe it. He's a very irritating player. Like he That's will a good miss. Description. He yeah, he will miss a ton of chances before he he scores. He's a bit more skillful, time. Valencia. No, no, he's a refined nanny. Mm. What uh, nanny yeah. was inconsistent, but he could produce his. I goals. think nanny was pretty refined for two years. I'm not sure Cuadrado has <laughs> no, no, had two years of refinement. I think Cuadrado has done well to kind of stay relevant. Like that's yeah. that's the kind of player that he, Douglas Costa plays very well this game. He's still trying to find his way into the starting eleven with Juve. It's not you know he's still not really solidified that position. Is that alone or is that a full time transfer? Um, I don't know. I, I think, think they bought him. I think they bought him. I think they bought him. Okay. Yeah. Um, but Juventus, I was, I was watching the highlights of this and they didn't have a sponsor on their shirt and I was curious why so I tweeted it out and um, Mohammed, um, that Arab goalkeeper on Twitter, um, friend of the pod, told us that it was uh, because their 120th anniversary and so they wanted to have the kit you know, be the classic design which yeah. is quite nice. Ah, so they Juventus? go back to the old badge? I'm no badge. Sure. I think sure. it was no, no badge. badge. There was like nothing. Like, the there was oh, okay. nothing. It's very okay. plain. No sponsor. Okay. Nothing That's like good. that. That's good. Um, Fiorentina Roma though. That was the game of the weekend in, yes. in Italy. Um, very good game. Roma coming away with three very very good points away from home to a very good side. Absolutely. Um, this game was molto bene. Okay. Ooh. I was watching this game and like it was it molto was a proper bene. game. Because, you know, for Fiorentina actually hit the crossbar and they could have gone up. They could have gone up in this game. It was Seesaw and then Roma pulled away to the end. Yeah, this is a record <coughs> consecutive away win. Yeah. 12 for Roma. 12 away wins on the trot. That is very impressive, especially with a new manager, half the squad left. Who's this Gerson guy? I mean, I will tell you, I don't know who he is. Gerson, they signed him a couple of seasons ago from Fluminense. Unlike Richarlison, he hasn't had an instant impact. He's really struggled. And um, is giving him more chances in the team than Spalletti. He, he just ever. looked way too confident for someone who hasn't been able to produce. Like, both times he had passing options and he decided to take them on. Yeah. And one was, you know, it really showed his range. One was a far post, beautiful curler. One was a near post kind of drive. It was very impressive. It, like, it shows you the difference a new manager can make and, and different people's perceptions of players. Like, apparently Spalletti played Gerson as, a, as one of the three in central midfield. Whereas Disabio's come in and played him as one of the front three. And he looks, yeah, he looks very comfortable. <clears throat> cool. Um, I mean, what else? Perotti still doing it. He's great. Man- Manolo's such a lucky goal. Jacko um, hasn't scored in six, but they're still scoring anyway. Oh, but six I- in the league? Yeah, because after that goal against Chelsea, you could go for a year without scoring. No one cares. Like, that was a finish. True. Um, AC Milan beat Sassolo. Good for them. Yeah, I Won't mean, matter. Yeah. so Napoli first with 32 points, Juve second with 31, Inter with 30, Lazio 28, and Roma 27. This is the tightest top of the league in any, you know, top league in Europe, the most contended, etc., etc. Some of the best football to watch this season has been Serie A. And I will say, sorry, someone did bring up a point, that the quality of the, of the production of the Quality. game on TV... 
makes a huge difference. Yes. Like you watch the Premier League, it could be the worst game ever, but the colors are vibrant, the sound is nice, the yeah. angle is mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. You watch, yeah, you watch Syria could be the Fiorentina Roma game, and it still takes away a little bit when it's so bland. And this is the kind of thing that Serie A has ignored for years, and then they wonder why they're behind in terms of marketing, well, branding, and global identity. You yeah. also realize that there's no one in the stadium except for Inter Milan. Apparently, there's <laughs> no one in the stadiums, and they have had. Um, you can see the losses year on year. They need to get people back into the stadiums. You know what? There's still better uh, crowd passion than I saw in England when we were there. Oh, 100%. Uh, and the reason is because in England they're mic'd up pitch oh, side. Oh my God. Yeah. That has nothing to do with it. Uh, oh. Quick note on the table. Uh, Lazio have 28 points, but they also have a game in hand. So you could see oh, yeah? the top three or top four teams within two points of each other. Yeah, their, their game this weekend, I think it was against Udinese, was postponed. Speaking of Udinese, um, so... There's a Rome derby next time they play after the international break. Uh, Juve Milan coming up. And we will be discussing both of those uh, on that pod with Sonia Miso, who is an Udinese fan. With our prediction league that we do, um, we have it's Premier League based, but we, we do pick some of the top games from around Europe. And almost every week without fail, there is one from Serie A, just because there's five or six teams that are all really good and we count them as big games. And, you know, it's a sign that also the league has been a lot of fun this season. Yeah. Um, let's move on to Spain. Slightly less fun this season. Where Gabriel is killing it at centre-back for Valencia. Not playing um, every game, but yeah. Seven out of the last eight. All right. Yeah. I said not every game. <laughs> you were not lying. Um, <coughs> Valencia are on an incredible run of form. Yes. Mm-hmm. Incredible. Yes. Um, killing it. Condogbia has reinvented. He's a new man in that midfield. Uh, and they, I mean, when they crushed Sevilla 4-0, I knew. Right there and then, Valencia were the team. Right. Team for what? For his heart, to just the to, team to finish second or third. Yeah, uh, um, yeah. Uh, beat three. Uh, sorry, beat Leganes three nil. Um, Depor nil. Atleti one. Oh. Atleti are struggling one nil so much to the Atleti so much. They, this was an injury time free kick by Tomas. Like yes, it was, they're, they're, they're it was a great goal, but like yeah, big it's Depor. So the <laughs> very poor. The, Back, background to this, so Simeone believes that the fact that they're no longer at the um, Calderon has something to do with it, sure. because the Calderon, I guess, is smaller, it, it adds to their whole you know, underdog thing. He took them back there to train and made no difference. Football has these new things that come up. One of them now is this whole, oh, this is not my stadium, I'm going to play really bad. <laughs> well, Arsenal did it. Yeah, like, we've seen it happen. Did. Everybody it's, did yeah. I'm just, I mean, gonna, I'm just gonna throw this hypothetical question out oh, there. Oh, here we go. But uh, you know, Atleti won one nil. Dire circumstances. What would Wenger have said in his post game speech if he had this result? You have said this. Wait, wait. When he who? wins, it's fine. Against Man City? No, if he was interviewed and he'd won one nil in this fashion, what would he say? Uh, I didn't see it. Brilliant performance. <laughs> uh, showed a lot of heart. Uh, no handbrake. Lot of character. I, I feel like this could be another segment on our podcast. Just what would Wenger say? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, it would be more interesting than what he actually says. Any manager. That's we true. gave them problem down zero eight. Yeah. Speaking of cut and paste, like wow. yeah. <laughs> um, Barcelona Sevilla. This was. Edgy again. Barcelona just don't look... They, they're getting the points. They yeah. just don't look that good. Paulinho came on and played really well. Rakitic's um, assist for Alcacer's second was... Mm. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Well, he can kick a ball. Oh. <laughs> like, no, no just, you know, just, he has two legs no, and just, eyes. Yeah, but... It's just he's not Barca quality. I, I mean, Rache can kick a ball, but you never go... Mm. <laughs> he does it, do you? I do. Say that again. <laughs> Rache can kick a ball. <laughs> Um, I do, but it's usually because I pulled a muscle. <laughs> right. Um, but yes, again, Alcacer with a v- 
I mean, very important two goals. Really showing up Suarez, who has been horrendous for a year now. Suarez cannot buy a goal. Nope. nope. Do you reckon he's tried? Do, yeah. Don't you think at some point a guy's allowed to just be shit? Like, yeah. Like after, oh, yeah. after, after how long? After a year. No, I'm saying you've does, hasn't he earned enough credit in his <laughs> career to just it's okay for now. But he's he saying he's shit. done. But that's why he's that, you are absolutely right. That's why he keeps starting. If it was anybody else on this form, he'd be dropped immediately. But he is given the benefit of the doubt, right? Is he going through a divorce or something? Why? There's got to be something. Going is this out. like a like law firm? in the back in the back of his mind? He's thinking about Evra. Just, I think maybe he's just now shit. Like, maybe his powers have gone. It's okay. He's but he seems really hopeful about this. No, it's just, it's okay. Yeah, no, it's fine. <laughs> well, what I'm, what I'm quite interested in is how they decide when Alcacer is going to play. Because it seems very random. There doesn't mm. seem to be any pattern. It's like every, like, 12th game or something he comes on, he usually scores. Yeah, no. Um, but, again, Umtiti at the back has been a yeah. beast for Barcelona. Ter Stegen. Barcelona have been Ter Stegen on Titi Messi. Like, it's just been them three carrying Barcelona. Mm-hmm. At the back, Ter Stegen has been phenomenal for yep. them this season. Absolute um, beast. Do you remember the debate a few seasons ago, or was it one one and a bit ago? It was him or Bravo or, 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 or Ter Stegen. <laughs> and some people were like, wait, Bravo's a beast, etc. I think they made the right decision, clearly. Obviously. Um, the age also was a factor, obviously. It's more of a long-term decision. Um, but yeah, on Titi as well. He's been... Oh, Semedo. Killing it at right back. Just... So good, so Nelson. quick. Yeah, Nelson. I was going to say, uh, between you know the Bravo and Tostegan thing, also from a looks perspective, there, there's no there's no marketing. There. Actually, I didn't know you were so shallow. <clears throat> yeah, well, I'm just saying, like, I, we, we put out, we put out, not, it wasn't a poll, but we put out the other day, like, is Alisson, the, the Roma keeper, one of the most handsome keepers Alex around? Would, <laughs> Alex would put up for Tostegan, that's oh, for yeah. sure. Oh, for <laughs> sure. And, <laughs> and Tostegan had a few shouts. I'm just saying, Tostegan had a few shouts. Tostegan had a few Hold on. Please tell us how you really feel. Wait, who's the other? Who's the other? Who are the other candidates? Is Lloris there good looking? Lloris, no, Lloris looks like Neuer? a Canadian in South Park. Neuer? Neuer didn't get a shout. But Buffon, Neuer is Buffon, like a, obviously. He, Neuer looks like a man. The hair the hair is not. The hair is not a good looking chap. The hair is not. Neither is Courtois. He tries very hard with his hair to no. look, you know, like a rebel a bit, but he's not good looking. I swear, the hair is good looking. No, sure, mate. No, it's not. He looks like a chipmunk with a man bun. This is a different conversation, obviously. <laughs> yeah, this, yes. could, this could spiral. I mean, um, it's a conversation that we are having. Speaking of the, good looks, Madrid beat Las Palmas 3 0. They, oh, they have a lot of good looking how players. How did you do that segment? Where's the good looks? I was going to get that? into Asensio. Okay. This goal. Okay, so Tell us about it. Firstly, Madrid scored from two set pieces, which is kind of inglorious for Madrid standards. But my God, did he hit that? Who? Uh, Marco Asensio, the man with a 500 million euro release clause. Not enough. To be fair, <laughs> I, I have heard about this goal from Miche all week. Yes, no, this, and I got all mathematical and philosoph- philosophical about this because it was. Which like, is exactly when we tuned out. The, the trajectory, you know, the vector he produced <laughs> at such balance. <laughs> Yeah, like the way he hit that ball, <laughs> it was still rising, like it just, it didn't touch anything except the back of the net. And it, and the head of the defender, like yes. perfectly, like it was, I think, it was a made, perfect yeah, vector. I'd say a, a thousand more attempts of those, it would not be as good. Are we using and he was, if you to me, that's a serial. If you look at him hit it, he is balanced perfectly. Right. Perfect balance. Everything, you know, the angles, the geometry. So what right. you're saying is like, that goal could be played at like Nuit Blanche or some kind of art exhibit and it would... Pass. Hold its own. Yeah. Honestly, I think like FIFA 2050 would still be like trying to perfect a trajectory like that. Right. Like FIFA the game. Yeah. FIFA oh, the game. yeah, I see. Oh, I mean, no. To be fair, Asensio is one of those up and coming players that is extremely exciting. Yeah. 
Um, what happened to him over the last couple? Of weeks? I, I, I felt like bit. I just didn't hear anything yes. about him for well, like two well, months. Well, he had that issue with the, when he was trying to wax his leg. Oh, the yeah. pimple! And then he, the pimple, he got injured. <laughs> And then no one heard about him for a while because yeah. I literally that was the last time I heard yeah. about him. An ingrown hair almost stopped him from reaching his potential. Yeah. Um, and then he got dropped a little bit. Madrid were really bad, and then he came back this game. But they have a documentary about his comeback from that pimple injury. I mean, and when the, he becomes Ballon d'Or like <laughs> candidate, yeah. Imagine the squad registration list: homegrown, 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 ingrown. Homegrown. <laughs> I, no. I, I was just thinking about Santi Carzola. The, the picture on mm. Marca, it, it, like for oh. his injury. Imagine if they did the pimple for Asensio <laughs> yes. on that. That'd be gross. Yes. I think that'd be more disgusting than that. Yeah. I just want to go back to the goal and how beautiful it was. No, I don't. This goal was almost as beautiful, if not as beautiful, as Zlatan's hat-trick goal on the volley against uh, Anderlecht in the Champions League. Yes, I, remember, I know what you're ago. talking about. I know what you're talking about. There's more beautiful. There's i got to say, though, was a, ballistic a, missile. a big point is that Modric got dropped this game. Um, because, I mean, Zidane has to do something. Yeah. And at least it shows that he has something. Because people are asking about, you know, is, it, is Zidane in trouble? Is he a good manager? Is he just getting lucky? Did he just have a really good squad? And I feel something like dropping Modric to try and change things up is a bit of a big manager move. It's it's not a small thing to do. Sure. Uh, Modric is probably the best sentiment in the world. So I kind of liked seeing that from Zidane. Yeah, I agree. On the, on the other hand... I mean, Modric got murked against Spurs, mm-hmm. and he's quite—he's older than he looks and yeah. kind of feels. Was like, like 30, like No, I think he's even like thirty-two now. Really? And so yeah. I'm not surprised if he needs a rest from time to time. Maybe this is a signal that Zidane needs to actually manage his playing time better. I, again, it's the same thing as far as you're allowed to be shit after being so good for a long time. Like Tony Cruz cannot to carry back. this team. Yeah. Forever. Forever, yeah. Fair enough. You know who's not allowed to be shit for very long? Bayern Munich. Uh, last point of the day. Beat Dortmund 3-1. Bernie, as you said on our on our chat it's, the other day, it's done. It's done. I'm it's sorry. Over. Didn't I say this three seasons ago? Yes, yes. and you would be correct. Arian Robin, he found the fountain of youth. There's no, there's no other way. He's 34. He's still more agile than any right and or left back he comes up against. He still cuts in and finishes the ball as any 18-year-old would wish to do right now. If he wrote a self-help book, I'd read it. It's crazy how he's still so agile. He still runs past players. He still has that stupid little like penguin steps. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, speaking of his penguin steps, you know, his quick little feet. And my comment to that when you mentioned it was, so, you know, people have it. It doesn't just go away overnight. You do become fat, you know, obese, out yeah. of shape, and you still move like that. It's just, we see that in recreational soccer all he, the time. He, that's but, true. You can tell when someone's overweight, but it used to be a really, really good player. Yes. But Robin just 34 for a winger. Which basically he relies a lot on his space, a lot of on his agility. The question now is when will that end? You guys are forgetting the most important point here. Yeah, he's played the number of games as a twenty-six year old because he's hardly played football. He's been injured so much. Yeah, but injuries sometimes have the opposite. No, effect, I know. I'm just. He can I, barely I, I, I actually yeah. agree with you overall. I'm just making the side point. No, no, yeah. He's not played as many games as people suggest. Yeah, true. He's also he's also retired from international football now to kind of I guess. Manage himself a little bit. I'd never want to play for this Holland team well, either. He is no. still the best player in Holland. <laughs> that, <laughs> Just that, bad. The goal he scored in that last qualifier for Holland was absolutely sumptuous. Was it uh, cut in from the right? No, no, it actually wasn't. It was oh. a ball across and he one touch into the bottom right. Oh, sorry. On 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 Germany, we're talking about Bayern Munich and how great they've been under Heinkes. It coincides with the fact that Dortmund have been absolutely rubbish in sure. the last four games. I think they've won one and lost. The rest of them. 
Right. So it's it's just everything works out for them. Right. And and to be fair to Heinz, I mean this is a great story. Imagine he comes back, imagine he wins two trophies. Yeah, Why would you let him like I get it, I get it, you won the new guy but it's just the guy won a treble, went on a sabbatical, got replaced by Pep, then Carlo Ancelotti, then they asked him to save them again. Like it's just such a beautiful love story. His retirement that was forced. Don't yeah, it was that. Yeah. It was a forced yeah. retirement. Basically, we have Pep lined up. Oh, you want a treble? That kind of sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, we have our quiz tomorrow. Yes, uh, trivia night. Betty's on King. It's how many have we done? Five. This is our fifth one. Ever more popular. Yeah. Mambo it's number five. <laughs> Mambo number five. We should play that as people walk in. We should. Um, yeah, seven o'clock, Betty's on King. Um, don't come if you're not already planning to because we've only got limited space. But um, for those that are planning to, thank you very much. We'll see you there. Um, another quick announcement. So we've partnered up with uh, XTSC, as you know from the ad earlier in the program, and they have, well, they are putting on a special event on December 2nd, which is a Saturday night in Toronto, um, which is a big party, XTSC party, and Josie Altador to St. Ricketts of Toronto FC are both going to be there. We're going to be there. We've got a couple of tickets to, to give away. So if you go onto iTunes, you find Under the Kosh, you find the Koshcast, you leave us a review, we will read them and uh, we'll assign tickets. So go do that and yeah. you might be coming to the party and meet Josie Altador. We're don't don't sure. get punched by Josie Altador. <laughs> I was, was going to say, we're pretty sure he will not be suspended for that event. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. All right. See you guys next week. Thank you for downloading the Koshcast. Get in touch at underthekoshblog at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at under underscore the kosh. And for articles, predictions, and the full experience, go to underthekoshblog.com.